Bitcoin. Welcome to another POW market update. My name is Anson Leonard. This is Bitcoin and Markets. This is not investment advice, people. Do your own research. Let's get started. Wow, we have had all-time highs. Just going all-time high after all-time high. It, it's it's fun to watch. Welcome back to the show, everybody. You guys got to follow me on Twitter at, at uh, BTCMRKTS because I have been tweeting out some uh, numbers, like the Ledger X numbers were really big on Monday, and also uh, a really good pitchfork chart that I've been using that, that has been uh, doing very well for me. But uh, anyway, so let's get into the prices. Right now, overnight we had another big surge. But uh, right now we're sitting at 23, 23, Jesus, 73.41 on Bitstamp. Futures is all the way down at 67.19. And I had a a chat with, with some of my friends here, and I was like, you know, I'm really struggling to... Uh, explain this huge backwardation. I mean, this is unprecedented, the size of this. It, it got 1.2, of the price. Uh, the futures was lagging. And that is not normal. That's very hard to explain. I said, you know, I just don't know what's going on here. And one of them made the suggestion that the fu- like the futures is pricing in not getting 2x on this contract. Like not getting the 2x coins on this contract. And that that was very interesting to me. So I had to look it up. And it turns out that OK or OKX uh, is going to be, if you have a long contract or a futures contract, um, you'll get the new 2x coins. But if you are short, you won't. Okay. So that, uh, if I'm understanding this correctly, I could be. Could be wrong on this, but that's how I read it. I link it in the show notes so you guys tell me if I'm uh, misinterpreting it. But to me, that says that people are incentivized to go long and and disincentivized to go short. So you would think that the futures price should be above unless there's an extreme amount of uh, FUD and people are keeping that down since it is a December contract. After the fork, no one knows exactly what's going to happen. One exchange is going to call one thing BTC. Another exchange is saying they're going to call uh, a whole separate altcoin uh, BTC. So we, there is that big confusion. So maybe that is holding down this price. As that spread decreases going into the fork, um, I think that's going to signal that we have more certainty in the outcome of what's going to happen with this fork. And again, I am super, super certain. I probably couldn't be more certain until after it happens that this is nothing's going to happen. It's just going to be, uh, there might not even be a block on the say with two X side because I, and I, I've been tweeting about this for a while. If you, if you have a choice between mining Bcash, that's pretty close to Bitcoin's profitability, or mining a, a 2x that's at the same difficulty as Bitcoin, but worth 15% of the value, which are you going to mine? And even these miners have come out and said, multiple miners via BTC, really big miner, 
BTC Top, which is a subsidiary of Jihad and Bitmain, they said their their goal is to make more BTC or to make more Bcash. So are they going to mine something that's 15% as profitable? No. They're going to go over and mine Bcash instead. Of course, Bitcoin is still going to be $7,000. I think that $7,000 is about where we're going to see Bitcoin enter uh, November 14th, 15th. Maybe a little bit of dip down below that, but right around 7000 7, That's just my prediction. I think we go up first, um, maybe even all the way to 8000 before we uh, enter the fork time at around 7000 So, uh, And Bcash is going to be below 1000 So... They might, a lot of miners might jump over there to Bcash, but they're not going to jump over to 2x. They're going to stay on Bitcoin. I'm, I'm very confident in that. Anyways, okay. Let's get on to some other numbers. So, market cap, $123 billion for Bitcoin. Global Bitcoin market cap is $200 billion. We just passed $200 billion. That includes the all the altcoins right now. That's the first time that we passed 200 billion, so I think that's pretty awesome. So that makes a maximalist price of twelve thousand and eleven dollars. Uh, average on-chain transaction value. So that's the uh, the dollar value of the average transaction on the Bitcoin blockchain seven thousand seven dollars. So that's very close to a Bitcoin and a very healthy sign, in my opinion. So, I mean, we, we could have pullback. But what that signals to me is that this is not a bubble. Okay. It's, it's a bubble signal. If, the, if nobody was using this and the transaction sizes were getting smaller, then, you know, that would signal to me that there's not a lot of demand out there. And that bubble is getting close to popping or if, if the, that we are in a bubble or something like that. So the, the total dollar value transacted on the Bitcoin blockchain last 24 hours was $2.4 billion. That ties an all-time high. All healthy, all healthy, all pointing to not a bubble, that this is sustainable at these levels and probably going higher. There is one number that, well, it could be negative, it could be positive, depending on how you look at it. But that's difficulty. So the estimated difficulty adjustment. I'm pretty sure this is going to be a drastic decline. And you know what? The anti-Bitcoin attackers do not want this to change. So they're probably going to somehow flood back into Bitcoin before this to try to keep that difficulty high for Bitcoin. Why? Because it makes it more costly to mine Bitcoin. And they want people to go mine 2x and go mine Bcash. So they want their relative costs to be lower and they want bitcoin's relative costs to be higher so this difficulty dropping one number sepa's numbers have it down at a negative 23 percent decline so uh, if it drops that much that's very bad sign for not for bitcoin but for segwit 2x and bcash in general because bitcoin is going to be more profitable relative to mine than those other ones especially if we're sitting at 7,000 a coin and the difficulty drops by 23%. I mean, they're going everyone's going to go to Bitcoin. Everyone's going to stay on Bitcoin. So, that's not good for them. 
for their narrative, for their strategy. They need to keep Bitcoin's difficulty up. I expect that in, let's see how many days away that is. It's about 11 days away, so a lot can happen. But um, in 11 days, I'm thinking we're going to see about a 12 to 16, somewhere in there, percent decline in the hash rate, which will be good for Bitcoin going into this fork. This is the last one before the fork. All right, uh, let's move on. Okay, well, one more thing about difficulties. Remember that Bcash is supposed to be having a hard fork also two days prior to the 2x hard fork. So Bcash is attempting to fork and fix their EDA two days prior to 2x. Why are they pushing it through? Because I think they're trying to like they're trying to be seen as more stable going into this 2x thing, which they're not because this is their second hard fork in three months. How many hard forks are they going to have in the next six months? A lot. Because remember, every hard fork is going to have unintended consequences. And they hard forked the first time. The EDA, maybe it uh, fulfilled its purpose of getting that hash uh, difficulty down very quickly, but it was flawed. Right? And now they have to hard fork to fix it. And this hard fork it's going to be flawed as well. And they're going to have to hard fork to fix it because of unintended consequences. But anyway, it's kind of interesting that they went through this whole thing because, you know, Bcash was saying, oh, this is a tyrannical rule by a few developers on uh, in Bitcoin Core. Uh, they're evil. But what's happened with this hard fork? Well, um, Dedalix or Dedanix, whatever his name is, I always think of like dead anus for some reason. Um, he, he's the developer for Bcash and he went out and he got proposals for this new algorithm for their difficulty adjustment. And, uh, then he chose his unilaterally. And he said he got it tested by N chain. Remember that's fake Satoshi's company, but they never published any tests. They never did any diff, uh, like test net or anything like that. Nothing was in public. It was all private by one man unilaterally choosing this. And I even saw some comments on the Bcash subreddit saying, look, this is, I, I don't know, maybe it's BT, uh, RBTC. I don't know. But people are saying, okay, well, we'll go with this this time. But this isn't the best way to do these hard forks. You know, unilaterally, basically. Tyrannical rule. But it's funny that they forked away from core and now they're doing the same damn thing. Again, unintended consequences. They have not been able to attract like real development, you know, philosophical development, mental development of their, of their coin. It's all like more, you know, M-O-A-R, more scaling, more block size. It's dumb scaling people. And now they're dumb hard forking again and to make a dumb difficulty adjustment algo change and they're going to fuck it up. That's guaranteed. So we'll see how that goes. I, if I were them, I wouldn't touch it going into this hard fork. Um, but you know, they want it more stable and it has the new algo has something to do with like the fastest three blocks and the slowest three blocks out of the last 144 blocks and. I don't know if they throw those out or those are the ones that they use to actually calculate this, but that's what they're going with. You know, if this stabilizes the difficulty adjustment, 
um, it's going to be more in line with Bitcoin. Anyway, I wonder what the miners think about this. Because if I were a miner and I'm making buku bucks by going in and raiding Bcash every day or every two or three days, I'm going to be pissed when they turn off my spigot. <laughs> right? Like, do they have all the miners on board? Oh, that was another thing, this dead anus guy. He said that uh, he went and he talked to the miners and they have consensus. It's just, oh my God, dude, it is so bad. It is so bad. All right, moving on. <laughs> Next mempool is 29 megabytes. This has been up recently. I think this is being spanned a little bit because, well, blocks are a little bit slower right now, so that makes sense. But it could be being spammed a little bit to push this narrative of we need 2x because the blocks are quote-unquote full. Of course, none of these big players like Coinbase, uh, Blockchain.info, Zappo, um, maybe Gemini has, I'm not sure, integrated SegWit. Right? So, oh, fuck, they need more space now. But they won't use SegWit, which is more space now. They're just, they're not fooling anyone. People, don't be fooled by them. They're liars and cheats and thieves. And they're about, they're trying to steal your Bitcoin. It's not going to be, um, it's, it's not going to be successful, but they're trying. Never forget that they're trying to change your Bitcoin, steal your network. God damn it. All right. Local Bitcoins volume 54 million last week. This number will come out in a couple days, a new weekly number. Paxful was 10.5 million last week. That's dollars transacted on those services. Um, I'm putting Ledger X in here. They were 1.9 million last week on their first week, and now they're on track uh, this week for about 2.5 million, maybe 3 million, depending on how today is. But they're, I'm putting them here in the OTC part. And so total OTC this last week was $65.6 million. And that, again, is public. There's lots and lots of private OTC, and those are the bigger trades. So this could be half of the OTC market in the world, probably less than half right now, because everybody's trying to get in. I saw a tweet by uh, Bit Bitfury George, the CEO of Bitfury. Um, he's been contacted in the last like couple months, I think he said, or last month. He's been contacted by 50 family offices for like hedge funds and things um, for buying Bitcoin. Billion dollar offices wanting to buy Bitcoin. So the demand is there. This OTC market is there and it's it's exploding. That's all I have for um, pseudo fundamentals. Let's get on to a couple stories. Bitcoin. All right, CME futures. This was kind of probably the biggest story this week. Um, they... CME has had for a long time, about almost a year and a half, maybe two years, I think just a year and a half, they've had this price that they've, this index price that they've been publishing. And, you know, they're working out some of the kinks on it. Uh, we've had a lot of changes with uh, exchanges, right? We had the Bitfinex hack. We had Chinese exchanges going down. We had the rise of Japanese exchanges and stuff. So they're working out these kinks. And uh, over the, the 18 months or so, and they've settled on four different exchanges to have this this uh, index price. That's Bitstamp, Coinbase, ItBit, and Kraken. I don't know why ItBit. Maybe they don't really have any volume to speak of. I think they have a lot of OTC, private OTC volume, but they don't have, um, their exchange doesn't do much volume at all. 
but the others are good. Bitstamp is probably my favorite out of that because it's they're politically neutral. And there's no margin. It's all spot trading, so I like that. Coinbase, not politically neutral. And Kraken is better than Coinbase, but not as good as Bitfinex in that respect. But it's a, it's a decent spattering of exchanges. So, whatever. I'd love to see Bitfinex add to this list because they have some of the best policies on hard forks. They have the, the you know forward-looking futures contracts. Uh, I like that. But Crypto Facilities Policy, because that's who, who uh, is running this this index for CME. It's called Crypto Facilities. This company out of the UK, uh, they have a po published policy now that uh, for their markets, not this index price, but their markets in general that they do trading on, they have a published 2x policy that's pretty good and I'm, I'm assuming that that will be consistent with their um, cme feed i i tweeted at them the the crypto facilities right away and asked them about this and they responded to little old me so i i think that's a good sign that they're being responsive i mean it was a big day for them so maybe they were maybe that's not going to be usual but um they won't they won't have a specific policy they say uh, on the cme rates and 2x for a while, but I'm assuming it's going to be consistent. Overall, the CME thing is bullish to me because um, more people will be able to get exposure to Bitcoin. Uh, it'll Bitcoin idea will spread. Uh, the uh, people kind of invested in it will increase dramatically. Uh, I think that's good. And, you know, in general, the futures has a upward pressure on price. I think if you look all, all over, uh, all over the market, um, when futures get added, that's that's bullish for the price. I don't think naked shorting will be a problem. And I'm, I'm going to do some more research into this because I am well aware of the gold uh, complaints on manipulation. I think the gold market likely is manipulated. Uh, mainly, I think the gold market is manipulated through false data and not through futures. But that's possible as well. Um False data in being like reserves, uh, reported reserves, reported imports and exports and things like that. Um, I think that the when when Germany was trying to repatriate 300 tons of gold and it took in like fucking seven years or some shit that that to me tells that tells me that these reserve reported reserves are not correct. So I think there's manipulation going on there with just the data the features, maybe a little bit, but it's. The futures markets probably aren't as bad as the gold bugs say it is. And again, I am a gold bug. I still own some gold. So there is that. The only the only kind of issue I see, I saw this on Twitter from somebody, and I, I kind of agree with this, that uh, there might be a reduction in, in spot demand. So let's say there's big millionaire, billionaire investors right now that are playing, dabbling in the spot exchanges, buying and selling. Uh they'll probably do the same or they'll probably move over to the futures markets. Um, there are futures markets available today with, with quite high volume. So uh, I don't know exactly how much that will affect it, but there is that possibility that they'll stay in futures for the exposure, uh, but they won't uh, be trading spot or actually buying Bitcoin. And that's okay to me. That keeps them from really messing with the price too much. And remember, these are going to be cash settled. So these aren't ever going to really touch Bitcoin. It's going to be all about this index price. Okay, uh, the general way the futures work, this is how I understand it in my mind, is that uh, they investors have a 
kind of percent or a, a dollar amount that they want to allocate to you know get exposure in a certain industry or something and uh, so say they might want to put two percent in cryptocurrencies or one percent or something like that well if cryptocurrencies goes 10x they're going to sell they're going to sell their their futures off because um you know they want to get that back down to one or two percent where it's supposed to be their exposure um, if the price goes down by 50 percent, then they're going to buy because they want to keep that exposure around their target um, that has a very good stabilizing effect on the price and um, i think overall that's going to be very very healthy for bitcoin it's going to allow a lot more money to come in and again like i said it's going to spread the ideas of bitcoin it's going to spread the understanding and uh, i think that's that can only be bullish remember there's there's only 21 million coins will ever be out there 16 and a half million or so right now uh, they're held very tightly and they these these big players won't be able to mess so much with the spot price because uh they have to buy bitcoin right buy or borrow real bitcoin to to do this stuff so um and there's a lot it's very decentralized exchanges these four right here but you know there's a hundred probably Bitcoin exchanges out there and you can't manipulate the price on every single one. That's compared to gold where there's like four in the entire world. There's four exchanges. So that's, that's a different aspect here. All right. That's all I have for the CME features guys. Tell me what you think. Uh, if you, you know, con contact me on Twitter or in the comments below. Um, th this is very interesting to me. I'm going to do some more studying to see how exactly this might affect uh, Bitcoin. But I think in general, it's, it's very bullish with a couple concerns, so I'm going to say just bullish on this news. Bitcoin. Okay, uh, here I'm going to insert a little pre-recorded content that I have about my thoughts on Bcash, their narrative, and their store of value, and stuff like that. So, enjoy. And I said this before they forked off originally, that one hard fork will lead to multiple hard forks. They, because when you change one thing in Bitcoin, you got to go back and change a bunch of things because you have you have unintended consequences every time you mess with this stuff. So they're going to mess with it again. There's going to be mass confusion. There's going to be a loss of trustworthiness uh, in the coin in general. Um, and that's what's happening. It's losing any sort of immutability and users, which there are none. There are no users. Um, they can't rely on the rules not changing out from underneath their investment. And this is very funny because if you look at Bcash and you look at like, okay, they have their narrative out there, this and this and this, uh, payments, 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 uh, move fast and break things, right? That is their narrative that they're pushing as good. Um, it's, it's funny because they can't admit that they're going for price increase. They're going for a price increase. And what is a price increase? That is higher store of value. If you want a lower store of value, you go and you want price decreases. 
right? You want to increase velocity. You want to make it available for everybody to use, right? So you have to have a, a decrease in store value. But they want price increases, and they won't ever admit that they really are targeting store value. Price going up is what attracts investment and businesses and all of that. Value comes first. Remember, they said that the businesses built the value. No, businesses come in when there is value there. Or at least uh, the riskiest entrepreneurs come in when they see value, but no one else does. Right? But the value has to come first. So they're always going to be targeting a higher price. And that's very key to understand is that um, as price goes up too, people don't want to spend it. You know, there's an aversion to spending and a tendency towards savings. So the, the only way that you can have, <clears throat> the only way you can have like quote unquote mass retail adoption, which is what a lot of these people are talking about, is for a very stable price or even a decreasing price that like we have with the dollar and the euro and the yen and all these decreasing in purchasing power because then you stimulate spending which is what these guys are wanting from these cryptocurrencies they want people to spend them at the fucking convenience store so um yeah plus you got to have more coins 21 million coins that are valued at five dollars a pop and decreasing in value you have to increase the money supply to keep a functioning economy and all these people, they say, they claim that like Roger Ver and other people, they claim to have this uh, great economic understanding, but they don't. They need to increase the value of their coin. And how are you going to be spending that? You're not, you're not going to be spending it. You're going to be holding it. The store of value is the key. That's what brings in investment. That's what brings in business. That's what brings in innovation into your coin. If the value of your coin is dropping, no innovators are going to come in there. Sorry, that's not going to happen. Oh, oh, crazy. Yeah, um, that's a wrap, guys, for today. My name is Ansel Lindner. This is Bitcoin and Markets. If you'd like to support the show, go to patreon.com forward slash Bitcoin and Markets. Thank you to all the patrons that are supporting me right now. You guys are the greatest. Um, don't forget to follow me on Twitter, at Ansel Lindner, and the show, BTCMRKTS, for all my charts and stuff. That's it, guys. See you soon.